Hey, so everybody, welcome back to the Swick Tech Leading Business Podcast. This is episode number two um, of the reboot. And today is March 30th, 2020. Uh, my name is Eric Clark. I'm a client success associate here at Swick Tech. And joining me today... Uh, Shane Craning, uh, and I'm also a client success associate at Swick Tech. Uh, we do a lot of different things. We'll probably explain more of those to you as we keep rolling through this reboot. Are we, Eric? Is this officially season two? Are we calling this? Um, yeah, podcast? yeah, let's, yeah. Season two, episode two. How exciting! How exciting! It's uh, it's pretty. Like I said before, it's really awesome to have someone to do this with on a regular cadence. So I'm. Just delighted that you're here. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to be here. I'm excited. Uh, despite the crazy, weird remote life that we're living right now due to the coronavirus and everything, um, it's still fun to kick this off. And it's exciting that we have the tech to do it. So looking forward to it. Yeah, the 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 position that we're in at Swick Tech in terms of where we're at uh, to be able to be remote is in a like a really strong position. I was just talking to someone earlier and they had said, you know, how is your company handling this? What are you guys doing? I'm like, we're great. We're great. Honestly, we've done this before uh, in a much smaller timeline, but we've done it before and handled it just fine then too. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's probably one of the hardest parts. Well, <clears throat> and we'll get into this more later, but I feel like that's one of the hardest parts for businesses right now is seeing them think they were where they needed to be. And then all of a sudden realizing that they're not, yeah, and you know, that's got to be that's got to be real tough. So yeah, it's really exciting that that we're not in that scenario right now. Totally agree. So our topic of discussion today is working remote, um, re uh, COVID nineteen, and you know, I think the hashtag. If you guys and gals listening want to hashtag this, it's hashtag. What day is it? Are you as lost as me? I think it's Monday today, but I'm pretty sure last Thursday you thought it was Sunday. So yeah, I'm incredibly confused about the days. In fact, on a call that we had this morning with some coworkers, I just instead of saying happy Monday, I just ha happy day because it doesn't. It's just another day. It's just a big blur. There's no separation from the weekend or the evening or the morning or anything. Uh, and last Thursday, I did post to LinkedIn. You know, I think it's Thursday. <laughs> Can anybody weigh in and? Uh, a lot of people felt the same way, um, just judging on the reaction from that particular post. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's one thing to work remote sometimes. You know, I've, I've done that here and there. I think you've done it before, too, where, you, you know, maybe a day a week you spend at home or whatever. But all of a sudden, it's, your entire life is just trapped inside of your house and it's work and life. That becomes weird fast. Yeah, the lines blur qu quickly. And you don't realize how much you missed certain routines. So trying to recreate those routines is kind of important. Uh, in fact, I, I went into the office today to get some extra monitors um, for the webinar that we're going to be doing. And I really I realized that I really missed my commute. Um, yeah. I listened to half a podcast on the way and I was like, this is great. I've, and, I've stopped yeah. listening to podcasts. I haven't listened to any of my regular podcasts because I don't I don't think to do it because it was always I hop in my car. And I start playing a podcast. It was it's such a habit. I don't even miss the podcast content. I miss just doing that while I'm in the car. Yeah. It's a good time to learn. What I've done to overcome that now a little bit, and it's not the same, but I put the Alexa speaker in the bathroom. So when I'm getting ready in the morning, brush my teeth and all that stuff, I'm I'm playing back something. Oh, that's a good idea. I might have to steal that from you. 
it makes it really easy. Alexa, play, whatever, right? Uh, Audible book, podcast, et cetera. So that's been a way for me to try to overcome that. But I don't take a half hour to get ready. Notice I'm bald. So um, it's not going to do my hair or anything. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, in terms of what yeah. I've been doing, I, I know if I look at our show notes here, I, I've been trying to get outside as much as possible. But that hasn't been great either. The weather's been damp and cold and rainy and gross. So it's just kind of ex exacerbating the fact that we're stuck indoors at home. Yeah, it didn't help that that was like the whole weekend here either. That was that was rough, but oh well. So trying to not make this depressing, um, we talk about remote work, um, learning where people are versus where they wish they are. You kind of touched on that. I think that rug got pulled out quickly, and some people are, you know, the clients that we have even they they were headed in a certain direction to get to that place and. It's hard. You can't cover all that ground overnight. You just can't. There's too much structure and and you know gears that are turning slowly. Decisions that have to be made on on board of directors and things of that nature. Where you, it's really hard to just leapfrog yourself from not working remotely to working 100% remotely. It is, yeah. And there's a lot that goes into that too, right? It could be a personnel decision, like you said. You know, maybe you have to go back to your board of directors or get approval from leadership, that sort of stuff. Um, a lot of it could be dollars too. talking about the different licensing that you might need or the labor involved in converting your workforce over to a new solution, whether that be, you know, some sort of email migration or standing up Microsoft Teams licenses, that kind of stuff takes time and you can't just expect your IT staff to flip a magical switch, right? You and I both know that doesn't exist um, because we work in this industry, but a lot of people are learning that the hard way. Or they'll they'll reach out and say, I want to do this. Um, and it's like, okay, well, great, you can do that. But it's going to take these resources, this amount of time, this much money. And then they turn around and they're like, oh, that's not like just readily available. Well, and I think it's the, the um, you know, the backside of that. We do at SwickTech a lot of training for organizations around the region, um, continuous training, regular training where I think any given week we have one to two people at some other organization uh, doing a training. Yeah, at least. And so when you're done with that migration, how are those folks going to learn to use this new platform that we would normally come and train them on? Um, trying to teach them virtually into something they haven't used yet is a tricky challenge. So there's just all sorts of variables, but those that might already be in this kind of remote place, some of those theoretical switches really are just switches once you actually are in the cloud. It, it's a different world. So, um, you know, there's a, a wide spectrum of where people fall on that scale. Some might be not capable at all in utilizing maybe VPN. Um, some might be really far advanced, maybe even more than us, although I'd argue that we're, uh, again, in a strong position. So it's it's our belief that by eating that dog food, we can help everyone else as, as yeah, best as possible. Absolutely. I think we should touch on that a little bit more too. Like how do we, how have we been operating remote, right? Like the big buzzword that we keep throwing around is Microsoft Teams. Um, but it's not a buzzword to us, right? It's like, it's our daily life. That's, that's where I am all day, every day interacting with coworkers, whether that be this podcast, right? Where we're recording this in teams or a one-on-one -on -one chat with someone else, maybe to ask them a quick question or vice versa, or we're talking through a project or, um, setting up a meeting to interact with some team members or clients to discuss details. Mm -hmm. um, all that's kind of been a part of our daily lives in the office that easily translates into, into Microsoft Teams. And then on top of that, we've started adding these cool new features that we're using, right? We're doing an all-company meeting to kind of have a check-in 
every week just to get everybody on the same page, making sure people are feeling good about working from home, all that sort of stuff. And we've expanded that into those live events that we're doing with the webinars now. Um, it really, it's crazy how much Microsoft Teams is just like the one-stop shop for working remote. Uh, you know, we of course have that VPN connection for some of our resources, but I find myself forgetting to connect to it half of the time, you know, and, until I like last minute, oh shoot, I need that one thing, you know? Um, so it's really cool to see how powerful of a tool Microsoft Teams has come has become just for for our organization. Well, we had a podcast that we did two weeks ago with Todd McLeese with the Pendio Group, and he talked about over communicating. And I think we've championed that sentiment really, really well with those all company meetings that we're doing twice a week. We've never done all company meetings more than once a quarter in the past. This is strengthening us strengthening us in a way that we've never even imagined before in such an interesting way. We're not physically together. So I, people say social distancing. I think this is physical distancing and social gathering. Um, I see more of the people's faces in our company than I probably would have before because I make a point to turn the camera on every single time we engage with someone and I'm just popping into people's um, you know, chats and I'm like, ah, forget this. I don't want to type this. I'm just going to talk to them. And so yeah, like, so yeah, and it's good to have that human connection. So I think a little bit of that for me as an extrovert is yearning for that face-to-face. But even some of the introverts that we employ, um, you know, they've been front and center too with the cameras. And it's been really just an overall very interesting experience to start to try to overcome this. Uh, we're yeah, still like, present for our customers as well. Right. We Yeah, we've given people a lot of opportunities to speak up and, you know, say how they're feeling or what's going on with their work or their life. And it's been, it's been really cool to be able to go through this with that many other people supporting you. That's super helpful. I know we did uh, that social post last week with uh, share your office coworkers. Oh, yeah. we, you know, everyone had a picture of their pet or their plant or their fish or whatever it is they have at home. And um, you know, that was kind of neat. And so I've really, at some point, either my dog's really going to miss me or I'm really going to miss him, but he's been my office dog. <laughs> and, <laughs> It's been nice for my wife because she's not dealing with the dog, you know, annoying her all day. Oh, that's it's, convenient. Yeah, I didn't even think of that part. He just chills in the room with you all day? Yeah, yeah he loves it. He just lays in his little chair and he's just happy to be at my side, I guess. So it's kind of fun. Every now and again, I'll give him a pat. And it's like, wow, this is a nice way to help me get through the workday, Ed. Yeah. Ed. Man, we've always debated getting dogs or some sort of pet or something. We just never have. We, we don't really feel like we need it and we feel selfish if we had a pet to just like leave it because we travel so much and stuff. But yeah, that post for our whole team posting pictures of the pets. I was like, wow, everyone has a pet except for me. <laughs> so it's funny, my, my, and we can kind of tangential off here a little bit, but like a cousin of mine, uh, she lived down in QS and she had a, a like a Bernese mountain dog mix. So it was a, it looked like a Bernese mountain dog, but it was kind of just smaller. And that dog went like everywhere with her in the kayak, on the paddleboard, on hikes to different states and um, all over the place. And then it, it was just like this adventure dog. Um, That's awesome. I think its name was Trekker, actually. Like, and so it's super fitting. And so to your point, yeah, I think you can get a dog. You can just you gotta get the right breed that can go along with you. Yeah, just get an adventurous dog. I do. I would love a husky um, because I think it would force me to go on like runs and stuff to tire out, you know. <laughs> Take up dog sledding. Yeah, there you go. Maybe a 
few years, you'll see me at the Iditarod. Yeah, your mustache so, will be no nice. big deal. Dude, I actually know one of my buddies has an uncle who used to do sled dog racing. He lived up by like Grand Marais on the northern side of Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. And we go up and visit him uh, back in, this was 10 plus years ago when we were kids in high school and stuff. Um, and it was so cool. He had 30 dogs, Alaskan uh, Malamutes, I think they're called. So they're not actually Huskies, but they look like Huskies, but they're, they're more of a dog sledding dog than like your traditional Siberian Husky. And they had 30 of them up there and you, you could just go outside and just play with all of them and they'd be running. They had posts so that they could run in like huge circles and some of them would just run all day long. Keep going. That's that crazy. Really what, I couldn't imagine getting on a sled and going into the wilderness with a bunch of dogs. That's yeah. crazy. He did it all the time. And he, in the summer, he had ways to train. They they would pull the four wheeler in gear. They would he would have them drag him on the four wheeler while it's in gear. Crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah. Wow, those are gonna be some pretty neat memories, man. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was super fun. The best ones were probably uh, when he had a litter of puppies when we go up there. Um, he built like this, uh, hamster wheel for the puppies to start like learning how to run on. Oh, really? Yeah. Super cool. Would have thought. I'll have huh? to dig up some of those pictures sometime. I, the hamster wheel for the dog. I think my dog could use one of those. He's putting on some pounds following my toddler around the house. <laughs> eating everything she drops. <laughs> That's so funny. But, you know, kind of back to the, the point at hand, um, how you've been, uh, a front runner in this. Um, really boots on the ground with helping our clients, you know, you're working through actively even like onboardings and we've brought on some new accounts since this has happened. And, um, you know, what is that, what has it been like traversing that? It's been a little bit of chaos. Um, fortunately I feel like we've done a really good job of making it organized chaos. Uh, so that's been super helpful, but it's been a little bit of everything, right? So you kind of mentioned it, we're onboarding some new clients right now and, Traditionally speaking, I would love to go to a new client in person, you know, sit down with them, have an hour, two hour long meeting, talk through everything. You know, this is how this is going to look, all the technical details on and on. Um, and we can't do that anymore. Right. So we're we're figuring out ways to do a lot of that remote. That's increased some video calls a little bit here and there, but a lot of it's just been voice. Um, and so we've been working through that. And then more importantly, for our existing clients, you know, each one is different, right? So some of them, yeah, maybe they do have Microsoft Teams and they've been able to kind of jump on that tool and use it as a resource for them to be able to go remote. Um, I know a couple of our clients are coming to the Teams webinar that we have this week just to, you know, learn a little bit more about how they can use Teams effectively because they already have it. But a lot of our clients don't have Teams, right? And so they're figuring out ways to work remote using uh, maybe just a VPN connection back into their office so that they can get access to their files um, and the network environment that that that, that provides. Um, and even other clients are literally picking up their computers and taking them home so that they can have a secure computer at home, right? Because we provide our clients with uh, remote monitoring of their system, as well as, you know, antivirus and foothold detection software. So it's been really critical to be able to offer all of those different solutions to clients um, and see how they, you know, which version works the best for them. Some of them have been doing a mixture of those. You know, we have a few clients that have some people that don't have a personal computer to remote into their office computer. 
So they had to take their home, theirs home, different things like that. Um, and then the real hurdle with all this, right, is dealing with what your business is doing in all of this, right? So now, okay, now we've figured out how so-and-so can work from home. Well, now what are they doing? Are we an essential business? Are we not? Because Wisconsin's got the shelter in place order, the safer at home order going on, right? So some of our clients have had to close their doors, unfortunately, for an unforeseen amount of time. Other ones are adjusting, you know, maybe how many staff they have on right now. So we've had to have a lot of those conversations and figure out what we can be doing to help them the best, whether that be, you know, figuring out their licensing for different tools and services that they'll have or disabling some of those accounts, if it makes sense, to try and help save them money in the short term, all kinds of stuff. Do you think um, the the one thing that I considered in all of this is like everyone has different home internet. I think by and large, most people have some sort of fiber and some good internet. Oh, X? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, but that's a really good point. Have in residential space because I'm, you know, I've only had Netflix seize up a couple of times late at night. Um, watching that tiger show <laughs> that's just taking the country by the storm. I had to, I had to jump on and see if that was all up. But I, for the first time, I was like, "Oh, it's loading, it's buffering." It's like that—that's not normal behavior. For I have 400 megs. Um, I have not had that problem yet. And so I, I just wonder if if there's a certain mo- amount of like, just I'm really impressed with the backbone infrastructure from just ISPs across the country in general that they're handling the load. But then what about the bottlenecks of the various individuals at home and their, their setups and things like that? It seems like, you know, we haven't, I don't know that we field a lot of those types of tickets. Um, so that's, I think a positive, right? If we're trying to look at some positives here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think we we're seeing that a little bit here and there, right? Where we're, we're having to set some expectations with folks like, Hey, the way that your work environment is set up, you need a pretty, decent home internet to be able to remote in and, and do what you did at work, you know, whether that be someone who's doing CAD work, you know, maybe they're doing a lot of design architecture, engineering work, or running like CNC machines and stuff, or maybe even just like accessing some sort of ERP tool like Epicor. Um, we've had to set some expectations with people like, hey, look, if, if you don't have a strong enough home internet, some of that stuff's going to be painful for a little while, while you work through this. Yeah, so you can access it, but maybe it's not like, you know, it would have been if you're physically there. Not to mention the fact that there's a huge influx in video calls. Like, what is that doing to the bandwidth also? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, even uh, one of our colleagues posted earlier, we're spinning up licensing for people in Microsoft. And Microsoft's got a banner warning you, hey, we we have some crazy high teams usage volume going on. So it might take 24 hours to license someone to use Microsoft Teams. Makes sense, I guess. You know, even on the marketing side for us, um, and I, I'm sure I've heard this from others too, uh, if you're going to run an ad on Facebook or something like that, it's going to take a while for them to approve that ad because their staff is remote also. So like their normal procedures and processes have changed too. So right. what taken, you know, 10 minutes is now maybe taking 12 hours in some cases. Um, so that's interesting to consider too. It's just, it's affecting everybody in all sorts of ways that we couldn't even imagine what that ripple effect could be when that ripple effect is still being um, identified. Like it's still not fully understood how it's going to impact everything. Yeah. Well, and then we've got some clients, right, who maybe were um, already on the front line, so to speak, of this type of crisis. 
Um, and we've got other clients willingly stepping into that environment and doing whatever they can to convert their manufacturing facilities or what have you to be able to to help out with this situation, whether that be, you know, helping make ventilator parts or mm-hmm. using their supply chain to uh, get masks out to healthcare, all sorts of different stuff. So there's changing up how they're doing things. You have the some of the breweries changing up how they're doing things. Everyone's kind of rising yeah. uh, to the occasion in, in unique ways. It reminds me a little bit of Prohibition, right? Like some of those companies had to find new things to make with the same stuff. Uh, how can you overcome that and help? Yeah, there's, right? it actually is Prohibition, right? Some of the liquors brands or some of the huge uh, distilleries are producing hand sanitizers yeah. now. It's like, what? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I always think is a, you know, I wouldn't say silver lining, but um, close, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, a glimmer of hope and humanity when we see Yeah, it stuff. shows how much people care, which yeah. is huge. Yeah, it's always bigger than just yourself, right? Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's that's cool. And and so like what what have we been feeling? You know, uh, what day is it? We've talked about that. Um, how are you? How are you staying focused with those blurred lines? It's been tricky, but I've been doing so I've been doing my best to still work the same hours that I was working. Right. Like, you know, start at six or seven in the morning and, and go till, you know, three, four or whatever. Um, and then just step away and I don't even pay attention to work the rest of the night. So that's been helpful to kind of keep those two separate work and life. But the hardest part for me is figuring out how to stay focused in like my other habits, right? Like I went to the gym every single morning before work. I would get up at 4 a.m. and go to the gym. And now I find myself staying up later and sleeping in a little longer because I don't have a gym to go to. So I've been adjusting it. So my workouts at the end of my work day, so I've just been making sure like all the little things that I did, I still do them somehow. And whether it be at a different time, I'm just going to have to figure that out. You know, how about you? Yeah, I think similar. So I'm trying to keep the same hours and, you know, I'll be, I kind of like that. I can just pop in here. Oh, I got to get this thing real quick or whatever and check on that. And I've been doing that. Some of that's on my phone when I kind of quote unquote unplug and stuff out of the den. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's been interesting. I had to really make sure that this office space that I'm utilizing is comfortable and set up. So I spent a bit of time on the front end perfecting that. So I have a new light and I set up my surround sound speakers. And um, so I don't have to have these earbuds in all day. I can actually let the sound be more ambient and yeah. stuff like that. So for me, a lot of the the just creating an environment of um, something that's good for my mental, how I think through things and how I work. Sure. Uh, which has been kind of neat. So I actually enjoy that a little bit. And then at lunch, you know, go down and hang out with the kids and my wife who's stay at home anyways and um, go for a walk if it's nice out around the block, come back and kind of be recharged. So that's been good. But the separation part is hard. That's the tricky part. Yeah, I agree, though. I, that's that's really nice that I can, like, go eat lunch with my wife. You know, that makes it makes it easier to to deal with sitting in front of the computer all day rather than interacting with people. Yeah, I'll ask you this question, Shane. What's the um, what's the biggest silver lining for you, or one of the things you've realized that you used to take for granted now that you are home? Is that the the lunch with your with your wife, or is there other things? Oh, um, I don't miss. It's definitely the lunch with my wife, or just being here, not having to be driving. Like I don't miss the commute at mm-hmm. all. Even though we were talking before about how like that was my podcast time. If this was my life, I'm sure I'd figure out 
Like if this was permanent, I'd figure out a different way to listen to podcasts and, and consume that content. But I do not miss having to drive back and forth to the office every day. Um, I'm also like strangely getting into like the whole body weight workout stuff. Right. Yeah, so traditionally my gym visits every day would have been like lifting and stuff, right. Whether that be barbell, dumbbell, et cetera. Um, but I don't have nearly as much equipment as I do at a gym at home. So I'm figuring out different ways to do body weight workouts. And I'm kind of strangely like really quickly falling in love with it and realizing how, even though like you think you're like a certain amount or you have like a certain strength, um anyways (laughs) yeah but yeah but based on like my lifts and stuff or whatever you know it's like oh okay i'm doing pretty good at that whatever it is you know squats bench what have you um i'm quickly realizing that that does not translate to the ability to do like body weight workouts um and i think that i want to like long term i would much rather be able to do like a handstand than yeah, if you're into rock climbing and, and yeah, mountain biking exactly. and stuff like that, it's a little bit more translatable. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm actually like honestly starting to think like, when this is all said and done, am I gonna need my gym membership? I don't know. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, I I know a guy that owns a gym in Waukesha, and he had um, I'd put something outside for him to pick up. My, my old mixer actually, because he's starting a podcast, so I gave him some of my older equipment to use and. You know, he was he was chatting on the way over and said, I see a lot of people starting gyms in their garage from a CrossFit CrossFit perspective. And I don't see folks going back to the gym in droves. Um, You know, that's yet to be seen how that's going to play out. But the thing that I have taken for not taken for granted, I guess, but that I'm appreciative of that now that I'm home is I get to be there. My daughter wakes up in the morning now and normally I'd already be gone, you know, before that happens. So that's been really uh, special for me to have that. That's been cool. So that'll be that'll be a hard thing for probably both of us. And obviously, the my dog is gonna <laughs> me around, I think. So that that'll be it. there'll be some new challenges going back to the office. So we're going to readjust again. It's, so yeah, it's gonna be a weird going. shift. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Well, let's, enough about like work. What do you do when you're not working nowadays? You know, you mentioned the walks and stuff, but what else are you doing to stay busy? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm a huge advocate of outdoors. Uh, you know, for those that don't know, I an app that I've developed for people to get outside and lower that barrier and actually identify where other people are so you can stay away from them. So that's interesting. Um, but with that, I, I have a pretty big connection to our public lands here in the state. And so like, if you go to walkshacounty.gov, um, they have uh, lands available on their website that you can go to. There's also the Waukesha County Land Conservation um, organization they have um hundreds of acres that you can access as well as just going to the dnr's website and looking at public properties and state parks and county parks and then uh, managed forest law and, and all of these different properties so i've been spending time uh right now shed hunting so looking for deer antler sheds that have fallen off uh, with the with my dog Did you go out all this weekend or was it too too it rainy? rainy yeah it was rainy so i didn't feel like <laughs> my daughter would want to come with me and she doesn't know when she's cold and so that can get kind of weird she would just suffer through it like in Halloween. probably also doesn't care about like the mud and everything else and yeah, being wet when she's out there so that would be a fun disaster for you to have to clean up like 
you know, pneumonia in this time of, you know, panic and end up at the hospital with something for kids. So anyways, uh, this weekend wasn't a great time for that, but every other opportunity I've really taken and, and taken advantage of that. So I've been spending a lot of time on our, our, our um, state's public properties. Um, and soon morale mushroom hunting uh, will be a thing. So if you're into fine cuisine, morale mushrooms are a delicacy. I think they go for like 50 bucks a pound. So if you can find a dead elm tree, uh, even in like your local neighborhood, if there's like a patch of some trees, go looking for those things are really good to to cook up with some steak or something. Nice. So that's kind of stuff I'm doing and probably doing more of, um, which is another blessing in disguise, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Same. We've been trying to get outside and do some walks and stuff and go hiking, but also at the same time avoid large mobs of people at the parks <laughs> and stuff because everyone seems to have the same idea. Man, it's crazy. The, we we used to go for walks probably like, I don't know, once a week before all of this. And there was, you know, there's a few people here and there walking their dogs and stuff. Now it's like everybody's poured out onto the sidewalks. It's crazy. And now you see the dog that's got the great face that, you know, probably hasn't been on a walk in the last five years. <laughs> Just, oh, that's like, so sad. <laughs> so I've seen like all sorts of new dogs and people. I'm like, who are these people? I've never seen them before. You know, we're in this back corner of our subdivision on this private circle and no one ever comes around here. And so now suddenly people are finding this extra loop in their subdivision, yeah. and like seeing all sorts of new faces. So we rode on the sidewalk with chalk and other people are leaving notes as they pass. And so every day in our community, there's a different theme. So like, I think this week it's, you have to put hearts in your windows um, for the kids. So then the kids, when you go on a walk, other hearts are different. So there's every week, a new thing right now um, that we're participating in as a community. So that's kind of neat for the kids. Nice. That is cool. Yeah, we've also been we've been playing a lot of games and stuff, cards, cribbage, whatnot. Um, I, I hear you're into Jackbox, the online games. It is so much fun. Uh, they have one. They have several, several games. I've only played a handful of them, but the ones that I love the most are Quiplash, which is like this game of quips where you have to be very quick and quick witted and kind of comical as far as your audience and knowing that audience. Um, and other people vote on your answers, and that's how you win. And then there's TKO, which has a similar concept, which is total uh, T-shirt knockout or something like that, where you actually draw T-shirt designs. And so you'll, like, uh, draw just pictures, and then you just come up with sayings, and then those get paired, and other people pick the best pairing, and then everyone votes on the shirt that that person picks. So you're contributing the art and the sayings, but as a collective, some of these shirts might get paired up kind of funny, so the things that people put together are kind of silly. Um so and like then apples, the shirts apples, actually purchase. You, if it's a funny enough shirt, uh, you can buy it. And so it's this, uh, it's a really interesting concept. Nice. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I know you've been, I sent you a link for House Party last Friday and a couple other folks. House Party. I have to check that out. I haven't tried it yet. Well, so it integrates with Facebook and maybe a different login too. It might not be exclusively Facebook. I know it's its own standalone app, but um, okay. essentially it's like FaceTime. And so you can have a whole group of people in this application on your smartphone. And um, you can play like heads up where you hold something on your head and everyone else sees it, but you don't know what it is and everyone's guessing. Uh, there's trivia. There's some drawing games. So you play mm -hmm. as a collective party in this uh so it's just a way to increase that social engagement i think there's like i said less social separation going on here um than yeah. just more physical distancing than anything for sure i am still trying to disconnect a little bit here and now that there though i still got my books so i'm reading a little bit and 
Okay. We've been doing some house projects. I ripped up the back stairs last night. So we're going to retile those today. Vicious. We did a kitchen painting project. We had to get all the glue from our wallpaper that was previous in the Ooh. house up. And so that took way more effort than I anticipated. Yeah, and it always does. So, yeah, but it's done now and our house is kind of put back together from that perspective. So yeah, we're doing similar things, house projects, cribbage, um, some of the digital games with friends. And my wife's done like two different wine nights with her groups of friends that she has. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how people are coming together through all this. Yeah, I've had a lot of Zoom and Teams conferences lately with people at work and people not at work. So it's been kind of fun. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, is there, so you talk about like disconnecting too. So you're reading. Um, I think for me, just being in, the na- in, in nature is one way that I'm disconnecting, which is kind of how I always try to disconnect anyway. So that's kind of uh, killing two birds at one stone, so to speak. Yeah. I haven't been doing as much reading because I'm big into Audible. So um, short of the, what Alexa is going to read me in a short amount of time in the morning, I haven't been doing a lot of that. Uh, and we have a whole list of house projects. So like the painting was just the start. Yeah, well, you got plenty going on with the kiddos and everything when you're not sitting in front of the computer, so I'm sure you're occupied. It was a tornado uh, over the last week. It was actually, that was a big source of stress is that just not only is the the chaos all that's going on, one thing, and then your routines are done, and then suddenly the house is in disarray. You're like, oh my gosh, I think I'm at my breaking point here. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm glad that we got that project done. We can take a break before we start another one. Nice. Cool. Well, I think that's all we, we've got for this week. Um, but we'll be back here in two weeks, right? We're doing these episodes every every two Mondays. And so people will be able to clue in in a couple of weeks here. Uh, yeah. I don't Share think you and I really... What's that? Share hashtag Share. what day is it. Um, yes. If you want to stay up to date on things that Swick Tech is doing, you know, we do have our wellness program that we're doing for our employees too. But if you feel free to check out swicktech.com. Uh, we do have a blog that we keep current there and, you know, follow us on social media. We're very active as an, as an organization on our social channels, whether that be Facebook or, or LinkedIn. Um, there's a lot of happenings that you can kind of follow along with there to see our whole team. So, but thanks everybody for tuning in. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good.